Hey, welcome to Rewind, a place where old guys can talk. Uh, good morning, everybody. Today on the phone, the interview, I have my brother Jeff from Duluth, Minnesota. Say hi, Jeff. Hey, everybody. How are you doing today? Jeff morning, is. Dwight. Morning, Jeff. Uh, Jeff is my only brother. He lives in Duluth, Minnesota. And uh, we're going to chat about a couple topics today that uh, you probably won't find as interesting as we do. But uh, Jeff is. Uh, how old are you, Jeff? I don't actually even know. 61. 61. Okay. I don't sound like it, do I? No, you sound like you're 25. That's right. Um, well, tell us just a little bit about yourself before we begin, Jeff. If you were to give yourself give a bio, you just met somebody at at McDonald's. What would you tell them? Oh, I'm crazy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm 61. I'm currently married. I got four kids. Um, I live in the snow belt. Um, I've been in the restaurant business most of my life. Um, I just recently sold my business after 22 years, I think it was. Oh, wow. That's and, um, yeah, lots of ups and downs, of course, in owning and running a business. Uh-huh. Um, and so right now I'm <clears throat> I kind of um, adjusting to life, um, not owning that business, going <clears> – <throat> 100 miles an hour down to pretty much uh, zero miles an hour, sometimes so, 10. So you're kind of like retired. Um, well, it kind of feels like I'm retired, but I don't really want to be retired. I'm just kind of looking for that next season in my life where I want to go. You know. Um, so in, in your mind, do you, do you see yourself as being 61 or do you think yourself being 18? I don't really see myself as being 61 in my mind. Um, my knees feel like they're 61, but um, other than that, you know, I, I I feel pretty good. I think I'm in in pretty good pretty. I'm in pretty good health. I think I I try and take <clears throat> care of myself probably a lot better now than I used to. Um, well, <clears throat> weren't and, you um, weren't you a high school athlete? Yeah, I was. I was a football. I was in. I was in football and wrestling, and um, uh huh. And, so, and uh, what was your high school nickname? I had quite a few of them, actually. <laughs> well, are you? Do you want to share one or not? Um. Well, one was uh, Tigray. They used to call me Tigray. Um, okay. Tigray, yeah, like tiger, but they put a spin on it and. So it was, it they was called a... me Tigray because uh -huh. I was kind of, you know, I was kind of spunky. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I was kind of small in stature. Yeah. Maybe I had a little man syndrome back then. I don't know still, but, um, or the start of it. Uh -huh. but, so you, but, you had kind of a Napoleon, yeah. Napoleon complex? Well, maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. I mean. You felt the need um, to beat up bigger guys? Yeah, I was kind of a scrapper, you know. Uh -huh. um, Mm -hmm. I usually, usually, uh, trouble usually found me. 
Uh-huh. Um, it was usually because of my mouth, usually. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, so... Well, um, I did. I took that into sports, I guess. You know, my scrapping and I, and uh, I love playing football because I could hit people. Uh-huh. You know, now, and um, this I know about you. You grew up on the uh, <clears throat> middle of nowhere in the prairies of North Dakota. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, in a small town called uh, Regan, North Dakota. Uh huh. And what was life on? The, what was the life on a? What was life? in the little house in the prairie like um you're in your own well growing up in the 60s you're pretty much in your own little world anyway but i mean you didn't really i mean you had your school right was usually your your focal point um and and, other uh, than that i mean how many kids were in your school boy i would think probably I think they broke it up, if I remember right, they broke it up like uh, first through third grade and then third through sixth. And uh, there was probably maybe 15 to 20 kids first, first, you know, first through third grade. So, so I mean, break that down. So first through third grade, you're probably. all in the, you're all in the same room, 15 kids? We're all in the same. Yeah, we're all in the same room. Yeah, it's kind of crazy back then, right? Uh-huh. Kind of like that one room. Kind of like that one room um, schoolhouse that you know they grew up in the in the uh, the old early, days. early century. You know, it was kind of like that, but it was. What was your What was your teacher's you know, name in first grade? I think it was Mrs. Olson. Uh-huh. I think. Okay. Right. Right. And um, I think that was her name. <clears throat> Other than that, I don't really remember so, any of my teachers, but most most of the kids were. Or farm kids, you know. You know, there wasn't really any any kids in town. Did you uh, have a McDonald's in your town? No, we didn't have anybody named that. <laughs> I didn't. Did you have a restaurant in your town? Well, it was kind of a restaurant. I mean, there was, and I um, I I remember a little bit about it, and I think it, you know people would come and go at the particular. Um, placed, but well, so so there were there a lot of. I don't of really remember eating there though. I don't really remember eating there though. Was there was there a post office in your town? Yes, there was a post office. There was a grocery store. Um, there was a uh, local watering hole. Uh huh. Um, and I think that was well. Actually, there was a couple of them, a couple of watering holes. I think. Uh-huh. Um, but I think uh, there was also. I, I also remember there was a uh, meat locker there. Oh. Growing up. <clears throat> right. Right. So. Uh, that, was there was there an organized sports league in your in your town? I think for the high school there was. I think there was probably basketball maybe, and uh, that was probably about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there wasn't enough kids really. I mean, basketball—you don't need a lot of kids to play. So, um, don't need equipment. But you don't need equipment. So basketball—I remember basketball was there. Um, um, but I don't really remember it going down to the grade schools and stuff like that. So, so, 
so here's here's my uh, first question to you okay um <clears throat> you grew up on the prairie and uh you had a simple life and uh but you obviously gained some things uh in your character that maybe today's kids don't gain today's generation um you know we've got this uh corona virus going around the country today what do you think are the right. biggest differences maybe between you know the kids of your generation or maybe the young people of today i mean what can you put your finger on um it's um i think growing up i think uh we were taught we were taught um going to going to church was was uh, a part of our lives and um and things kind of revolved around church family i mean and today everything is like it's 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 not like that and i think um because of that i think kids are at a disadvantage and um they kind of they kind of um they haven't been taught our generation hasn't taught them so they don't know so they kind of they rely on you know video games um athletes you know they look to they look to other places for their um i guess their heroes in a sense uh-huh and 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 i also think that um they really don't know what suffering really is um because most kids don't really have to suffer in today's age not in our country anyway and so when they see something like this happening um maybe they're in tune to it but possibly not they look at it as more of an inconvenience than anything um so how do you think they're going because to... when you're young you're invincible yeah true uh, uh how do you think they're going to fare i mean uh let's let's look uh, down the roads here uh end of the summer um what, what's what's your thought about you know what what the uh, cultural climate will be like well i think that um you know right now i think everybody you know is like you know helping hands and everybody cares about everybody and you know checking on your neighbor it's things that things that don't happen in everyday life they usually happen in a crisis. And I think once that crisis goes away, I think people will return to the way that they were. Um, so what do you mean? So they, they're, uh, they're, they're just, they're, they're just, we're just too selfish to be consumed with everybody else's problems. So, um, I just think this is short lived. So that's what I think. Well, I noticed that a lot of people are, um, uh, you know, practicing social distancing, they're they're uh, isolating themselves in their homes. They've changed their lifestyle temporarily. You think it's going to go right back to the way it was? Do you think people will modify their behavior? Yep. What do you think? Yeah, I think people forget very easily. I think people uh, that can be a good thing or a bad thing that people forget. But um, 
And I guess that's why we have certain days of the year that um, memorialize things that have happened in our past. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so I don't really, I really don't think this will be memorialized. So people will forget about it. So, and you know, I think kind of like nine eleven, they'll forget about nine eleven. Yeah, I think a lot of people forgot about it until until nine eleven comes around again. You know, the next year, then people think about it. They may think about it for a day. I mean, if it doesn't affect you directly, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're just going to move on with your life. Mm-hmm. So I think I think once this virus um, runs its course here, um, this this summer sometime, mm-hmm. people's lives will go back to the way they were, and you know, school will start up in the fall, and you know, people will pretty much. Um, forget about it until you, the next virus comes along. Do you think uh, people will be wearing face masks in the grade schools? The mothers will put face masks on their kids? Oh, no, I don't think that will ever happen. You don't? Because if it did, uh-huh. no. I think if... I think if it... <laughs> no, I don't think that will happen. I don't. I think, you know, maybe the, maybe the mom will wear it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, maybe the mom will wear it, but I don't think the kids will wear it. Uh-huh. You know, unless it's unless it's dictated by the schools, mm-hmm. that's never going to happen. Um, um, let's switch gears here, Jeff. Uh, <clears throat> I know you're you're a businessman, and you ran a restaurant for <clears throat> a number of years. You worked in business. <clears throat> you must have managed a lot of employees in that kind of a business. So uh, maybe you can tell us what was the most challenging part of managing employees. Well, in the restaurant business, and, and um, people are either on their way up or they're on their way down. And so the type, types of people they usually get to work in that, that type of industry, you know, aren't the best educated. Um, they have a lot of, you know, social problems. Maybe it's drugs, alcohol. Um and you know they're they're always in that survival mode, and um, so it's very difficult to deal with somebody when they when they have so many issues and problems. Um, so <clears throat> to me, that was always the the biggest issue was you know um, finding people of character and. Um, and sometimes it would take ten empl- hiring ten employees to find one in that business. Oh, really? That was always the mo- yeah. That was always the most challenging. What? Um, what, what? I'm sure there was uh, rewarding experiences managing uh, these people. What? Can you think of a, a couple experiences maybe that uh, made it worthwhile for you? Well, what's always rewarding? You know, people come and go, and. Um, if people stay with you for a year, you're you're lucky. Um, but I've had I've had former employees come back and actually <clears throat> thank me for for their time that they 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 work with me. Mm-hmm. You know, when when they work with you, they look at the bosses. You know, maybe he's kind of you know hard. Maybe he's gruff. Maybe they don't totally understand where he's coming from and. Maybe they go somewhere else and work 
and maybe they find out that the environment that they worked in with you wasn't as bad as they thought. And so that's always kind of been rewarding for me when I when I've had people, you know, you know, come back and and you know say say stuff like that to me. And it means that I actually I did try, I did in some way make an impact on them mm-hmm. on their lives. And you just you just never know. So, so, so that's to me that's always been rewarding for me. So, so in the restaurant business, uh, can you tell me? an experience with the worst customer you ever had? The worst customer I ever had? Yeah, the worst. <laughs> oh, man. I maybe, don't know. Maybe you never had one. I had some, I had, I had some guy actually come back in the kitchen after some time yeah, when I, I was want, cooking. Do you want to punch you out? <clears throat> Pretty much, yeah. What would you do? He had you, ordered. Put a cigarette. He had ordered it. He had ordered a he had ordered a pizza burger, right? Yeah. And pizza it was a it was a breaded it was a breaded product and it had cheese in it, right? Uh-huh. It was like it was like a processed burger and it had the pizza sauce and it had the cheese and then it was breaded and it was frozen. And you deep fried it. Yeah. Okay, and then you put it on a bun, you you, you send it out with fries or whatever and this guy had it. And the cheese cheese melts inside the burger, right? Yeah. Well, he he burned his he burned his mouth on the burger on the cheese. Oh. So he came back he came back in the kitchen and wanted to take me out because because <laughs> I served him a, a burger that had melted cheese in it. <laughs> What'd you do? Huh? What'd you do? I walked him right out of the kitchen. Well, was he a big guy? Because I know you had Napoleon complex. Huh? Was he a big guy? Because I know you. Have... Me, he was. He was bigger than me, but I wasn't really focused on that. I was focused on getting him out of the kitchen. I was focused on getting him out the door. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. You didn't have to call the cops, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, I you know. That, I didn't. I know that you had a couple secret recipes, but uh, what was your secret to making good French fries? Maybe you can share that. The secret to making good French fries? Well, it's clean grease. Clean yeah, grease. That's all it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it really is. It's not. I mean, some people make their own French fries. Some people buy them. I know, like McDonald's, when they used to make their French fries, uh-huh. they used to they used to put uh, uh, animal fat actually in their in their in their fryers. Oh really? And that, actually, that yeah, like that like actually it. gave it a, a certain flavor profile, but then you know standards changed and they couldn't use them anymore. But uh-huh. you know, but what yeah, a, you just gotta. Well, I recall that you had a great recipe for hash browns. How did you make those? Smothered hash browns. Yeah. Or just hash browns. Well, well, I mean, I used to. I mean, I mean, hash browns has a lot to do with what kind of oil you put on them, really. Oh, really? I mean, it's, yeah. Um, I personally like a, a thin hash brown. Uh huh. You know, because they crisp they crisp up better than like a uh, a coarse hash brown. You can get you can get those in, in the store, right? Uh huh. And most people most people just put like regular vegetable oil on them. Yeah. <clears throat> but 
you know, hash browns aren't mashed potatoes. And sometimes when you go somewhere, you know, you, you get that, you know, where they're not cooked, cooked long enough. You know, so I mean, the the thin the thinner the hash brown, the better. Uh huh. And the oil I used to use used to have <clears throat> used to have coconut oil on it. Oh. You know, like making popcorn. Uh huh. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the kind of oil you use for making like popcorn. So it was a combination of a vegetable oil and and um, coconut oil, and the coconut oil actually makes it uh, gives it a different flavor profile. Huh. And it actually browns it better. So, well, <clears throat> well, we know now. You know all my secrets. Now you know all my secrets. Well, that's what I wanted. I wanted to get that those secrets out. Um, I know you've been a lifelong Minnesota Vikings fan, right? Is that true? Yeah, I have been. Do you, you have to bring that up? <laughs> well, who's the oldest quarterback you can remember for the Vikings? Uh, well, Fran, Ta- Fran Tarkington. Uh-huh. He and was... I remember, I guess I remember um, Joe Cap. Joe Cap. Yeah, I mean, I can remember, <clears throat> I remember, I remember uh, Fran Tarkington running around. He was a small guy, but I remember Joe Cap. I, I can remember he was the first first uh, quarterback that I ever seen hurdle another player. Do you think he had Napoleon Complex, Jeff? Well, I think he was, uh, I don't know what he had, <laughs> um, but he was a little bit bigger than me, so I think that uh, he just didn't want to get killed. Who wants to get that, he right? Didn't, he wanted to get squashed. Um, he didn't so, want to get squashed. So what What do you think about uh, the current Vikings, uh, Kirk Cousins, and uh, I forget the names of the wide receiver, Thielen? And, well, uh, Thielen, yeah. I mean, Thielen's kind of a a, a, a good story. He's a Minnesota kid, but um, uh, I don't think there's – I think they've, they're, you know, once again, they're turning over their their players. And um, unfortunately, I don't think Kurt Cousins is going to take them to the promised land. So They sure paid a I lot think, of money. Um, yeah, a lot of money to you know. What about their coach Zimmer? He 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 always reminds me of uh, General Halftracker. You know he he just doesn't look like he's a yeah. very intelligent guy. What do you think? Well, when he first started coaching, I, I he, you know <clears throat> some of the decisions that he he made were like, are you really a head coach? You know, like taking timeouts when he should, and you know running. St- certain plays and I think he's probably uh, a good defensive coach uh-huh. but as a head coach I don't I don't I don't I don't think he's that great to tell you the truth I think they need they need some young young blood in there with a different mindset that that's gonna really really turn them into a champion because well, I got to. I got to ask you a question. Um, how many Super Bowls have the Vikings won? Hello. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Don't, don't hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think they've won any. They haven't won any. No. No, a, they have the. They have the. 
they had the best chance, I think, when uh, Randy Moss. Yeah. I don't know. Was playing for them. Phenomenal who, player, who, of course. Who was the quarterback at that point? Oh, man, it could have been. Um, See, I think everybody. Randall Cunningham, maybe. Could have been Randall Cunningham, maybe. I mean. Everybody remembers but, Randy Moss, but nobody can remember the quarterback he played with. Right. Well, they've had so many of the, so many journey quarterbacks, but I think it was. It could have been Randall Cunningham, um, or it could have been uh, Dante Culpepper. It's either one of the two. Uh-huh. It was Dante Culpepper, but. Um, well, there's a story about there's a they, story. They, there's a story about you smashing your television set when the Vikings lost in the Super Bowl. Is that true? Do I have to admit to that? Well, tell us the story. I mean, did you what you hit? I don't your, I don't really remember who t- who told you that. I heard you hit your TV with a baseball bat or you threw a brick or something when they lost in the Super Bowl. Is that true? Or is that just a rumor? <laughs> I think that's just a rumor. I, I I would never do that. Okay, but your your kids are I mean, Vikings fans now, right? Yes, I mean my boys are right. My boys are. Uh-huh. We've been to a few games. We've been to uh, a few games. Yeah. Um, my daughter. Well, my actually, my daughter Vanessa is a is a pretty big Vikings fan too. Uh huh. Um, do they so, get us, Do they get frustrated when the Vikings lose? Like in the playoffs, to the Eagles, oh, to the Eagles, a couple years. Yeah, ago? it's it's kind of it's kind of like, you know, everybody goes, yeah, here's the same old Vikings. You know, they get to a certain point and they just fall right on their face, or something happens where, you know, the kicker goes run amok and. Well, I, I thought you guys would do better. Or... I thought you guys would do better when you do that skull motion at your games. Well, it's a lot of fun doing that, though. Is it? Yeah, it is. Does it, it calm, the fa- calm the fans down when they lose? Huh? No, I think they just drink more. <laughs> Jeez. Well, okay. Um Anything, anything else you want to say about the Vikings before I change gears here? I uh, just pray for them. Okay, gonna, okay. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be at the bottom of the heap this year. Really, I think that's that's kind of the way I look at it. So I, uh, think, we started I think out. Too many we started players. out with some of your background, and and we talked about uh, today's generation. Um, to finish up today's episode, I just wanted to read a, a scriptural passage. Do you mind? No, go ahead. I'm going to read it from Judges chapter 2, 10 through 17. A friend of mine sent me this this morning. I thought it was relevant. And uh, I'll read from the old King James here this morning. And all that generation also were gathered together or gathered to their fathers. And there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals, or the idols. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the gods of the people who were around them and bowed down to them, and they provoked the Lord to anger. Now I'm just going to finish in verse uh, 17, 16, 17. Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the land, out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they did not listen to their judges, for they 
whored after other gods and bowed down to them, they soon turned aside from the way in which their fathers had walked who had obeyed the commandments of the Lord, and they did not do so. The um, reason I brought that up is I you know, just kind of wanted to make a, a biblical commentary on today's generation and you know, where they're at. And you know, I know that church attendance has gone from 75% of America in 1954 down to 50% today. And it just seems that it's relevant based on uh, you know, the coronavirus uh, plague pandemic. And I just thought it was relevant for today. Well, I think it's, um, I, and I kind of been, you know, thinking about it, it's, there's, it's a cycle to me when I'm looking at it. It's sin, judgment, and repentance. Okay. And I think that that is experienced over and over. And um, maybe that applies to today, I don't know. But I think... Um, I just think that we're a very um, ungrateful people in this country. So, well, on that note, <laughs> on that note, uh, I just wanted to say it's it's uh, interesting to me that uh, that Iran is probably one of the hardest hit countries in terms of coronavirus. And I read yesterday that it derailed their nuclear program. So if people are looking for a silver lining on the coronavirus, maybe that's the only silver lining, you know, that uh, I can see right now. All right, Jeff, thanks a lot. Mm -hmm. It's good talking to you. And let's, let's do this again. All right, Dwight, let's you do, too. Let's do this again yep. soon. Just, just give me a call, will you? You've been listening to Rewind. This is a podcast where old guys can pass on what they know. We're praying for the next generation. Mm -hmm.